This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by the Rope Trainer. And as my good friend John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. So check out theropetrainer.com today. The wonderful device developed in conjunction with the wonderful Chris Verna and, of course, uh, Earl Perrin and the gang down in Florida working, uh, working with John as he's taken the, the, uh, the stance against the arm injuries that are plaguing our younger generation. So make sure you check them out today, theropetrainer.com. Excited about today's show. I think I told you guys that um, while I welcomed on um, a new partner that I had met at ABCA, Precision Impact, um, it was just one of the many great things that I experienced at ABCA. And I've, I've said this on the show before, um, you know, I think if you were to, and I've asked everybody to Google ABCA, check it out, see what it's all about. I think for a lot of youth coaches, maybe some guys that, you know, quote unquote, don't do this for a living. I think it can seem a little overwhelming, but I want to assure you that it is not. It is a tremendous event. It is an event where guys like uh, my good friend Sheets and, uh, and, and the gang are now branching out to the youth segment to try to help us with the things that we want to undertake in this game to try to fix it. So I can assure you that whatever level you coach, uh, however good of a coach you consider yourself to be, and you know, if you're a humble guy and you're like, look, man, I just coach a bunch of nine-year-olds or I just coach a bunch of 12-year-olds, make sure that you don't downgrade yourself to the point where you think it's not a big deal because I assure you it is. Coaching kids uh, can never be understated, not only from the coaching aspect, from the skill set, but the difference you may make in a kid's life off the field on the field as well, can never be understated. So take it serious, and if you have the ability, and again, I don't claim to have everybody's schedule or money situation figured out, or I don't spend other people's money and what they do. But the truth of the matter is, if you find yourself in an opportunity that you could attend something like it, I would suggest it. The ABCA has done a great job of doing barnstorming, barnstorming clinics and reaching out to different communities and being a part of things that they're doing. There's a million different ways to skin this cat if you truly want to get better, if you truly want to do the job the right way, and if you truly want to make an impact. So uh, please don't feel locked in or obligated to just one scenario. Like I said, we live in a day and age where communication is key and it's also relatively available to you at any time. So learn more about the ABCA and what it does. And that's what the show is going to be about today is I'm going to invite a good friend, um, a guy that's uh, become a part of the show, really. I'm going to invite him in and get his thoughts as well because, you know, you guys hear from me all the time. Um, and, if, and I believe, and man, I might be speaking out of turn when I get him on here in a minute, I'm going to ask him. But I think it was his first ABCA as well. I could be completely wrong, but I will ask him. Um, but I thought he told me that, and I could be wrong. It doesn't really matter because... I don't care how many you go to, it's a learning experience and you're going to learn something new every year. But I always do like talking to people that go there for the first time because I remember the first time I went and it was, I was awestruck. So uh, what I learned more now that I've been to, to more than one is how things evolve and how we are ever evolving as coaches and what we have to offer our kids, our prep, our young adults, our pros to be to some degree and which I found interesting this year as well. We'll talk about that. Um, 
Uh, but that being said, I'm excited about it today, and I'll welcome in my guest here in a minute. But before I do that, I want to remind you guys to check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. You guys can find us there on the web. Um, you can listen to the show through there. You can do many things through there. Number one, you can listen to the show. You can subscribe to the show, which is absolutely free, and you'll get a notification on your device when it's when it's ready for you to listen to at your leisure. That's what we know about podcasting is that uh, why you like it is you can listen to it when you want, how you want, and and really at what pace you want to listen to it. So, um, you know, that's what's great about it. Uh, so you're absolutely able to do that by simply clicking subscribe to the podcast, and it's absolutely free. You can also assist the show by finding the Amazon banner and doing any of your Internet shopping through Amazon through us. It costs you nothing. Once you click on it, you're done with us. Basically, we get a very small uh, referral for you doing so, and it just helps us with production costs. Um, if you care about the show, and a lot of you do because you truly want to make a difference, please do your shopping through Amazon for us. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, social media, uh, well, I think we all know how important it is. We also know how rough it can be, but at the same time, it, there's no better way to get information around quickly than social media if you do it for the right reasons. Find us on Twitter, at Podcast Baseball. Our real ask of you, though, is to simply go to Facebook. Type in Youth Baseball Talk. That's our Facebook page. Like our Facebook page, folks. Um, like our Facebook page, and then click Invite Your Friends. And when you go through your friends list, our guess is a lot of your friends are involved in baseball, and for some of you, softball. Uh, the same way as anything else that interests you in your life. If you would invite those friends to like our page as well, we would greatly appreciate it. You can find us on Instagram as well at Youth Baseball Talk. And, of course, so happy to be a part of lineupmedia.fm, the fastest-growing podcast company on the planet, uh, preparing their launch of Yo! Radio, their latest online radio station that will have everything you can possibly imagine, including a dedicated baseball channel that is coming soon that I'm very excited to be a part of some of the great baseball shows through Lineup Media, whether they be about pro baseball, whether they be opinionated, and uh, other shows uh, just like my good friend Pete Caliendo with Baseball Outside the Box. Um, I call that funnily i most people call those types of things sister shows since i consider pete a brother i'll call it a brother show so um happy to be a part of that as well my producers uh brian crock andrew allen i could not do the show without them they put it together each and every week and try to make it sound as professional as they can uh it's a tough task when you have somebody like myself behind the mic but the truth of the matter is they do a tremendous job getting all of our segments together piecing it out making it sound like i said as professional as it can be so special thanks to them as well um very excited. Like I said, um, I've had this guy on now numerous times. He's my go-to guy when I want to talk about something, especially if I want some energy. You guys hear him here each and every week as he is the spokesperson uh, on Youth Baseball Talk for the Rope Trainers. He brings you the Rope Report each and every week. From the great country of Canada, let's welcome in my friend and yours, Kurt McNabb from Dirtbag Baseball Nation. How are you, Kurt? Good, thanks, Jim. So good to be back, uh, and uh, yeah, glad to have all the listeners. Like you said, uh, makes it exciting and fun every uh, every week to listen in and then do the rope report for uh, yourself and the boys over at the uh, rope trainer, and just be a part of the whole uh, package. Like you said, uh, Jim, it's it's you know we've had some good talks, and uh, I think we're both on the same page and rolling. Well, I don't think it; I know we are. Um, and it comes right down to the grassroots, uh, not not simply the grassroots level of baseball, but uh, that's a strong passion for it. And, uh, you know, kind of trying to change a bit of the culture of uh, some of the things in baseball as well. So thanks for having me again. Well, I, I enjoy you. I, I, I make no mistake about it, and I've said it numerous times over. I absolutely love uh, your passion. I love where your head's at in the game, your willingness to to think outside the box and, 
you know, I, I say this all the time. The one thing you got to do if you want to be a good coach is you got to be able to step back and say, I don't know everything. And, and I don't know until I know, and what I thought I knew may not be right. That, those are some of the first things that I believe a good coach has to be able to do. I find you to be that way, and I also find your passion for uh, wanting to know, not, I'm not going to say truth, wanting to know more. Because let's face it, there's a lot of things that we thought were truths that aren't, right? I mean, again, it, how much more can you say other than I, I thought I knew until I knew? Absolutely. Um, it's funny you, you brought that up. Uh, my, my, my son that works with me on dirt bags, uh, once we talk about that all the, all the time. And I guess, I mean, it just comes down to having open mindedness. Um, you, you can, it just helps make your final decision a lot better when you can stay open minded and not be closed off and, and, you know, whether programmatic, uh, you know, whatever the right word is, you just you have to be open minded, especially in a game like this. It's, you know what you want. The worst thing you do is walk away and disagree. Well, you know what? It's it's still good. I guarantee you, you'll still get something out of it. Um, and, and like you said, you were right at the first of the show too, Jim. It was my first ABCA, and it, just like going to a clinic or anything, I, I agree with you hundred percent. You know, go go with an open mind, go with excitement, go with passion, and and if you walk away with nothing you probably didn't go with open-mindedness. Uh, it's, you know, you're always going to gain something and it's usually something that's uh, totally or indirectly uh, what you probably went there for in the first place. And that's, what's exciting about, uh, you know, great shows like that is that, like you said, the, the boys that are running that uh, ABCA, you know, they are coaches, they are uh, college people. They are uh, their, their finger on the, printer and stuff like that and they try to stay up in, in a board and you know you know as well as I did how uh, the, how broad the spectrum of uh, you know speakers that were there as well as uh, you know um, the retailers that were there and the product lines uh, from you know data analysis to training aids to your, your Adidas your clothing apparel so on and so forth so it's you know what? We just we encourage it and we push it all the time. And when you can be open minded, man, life life is good. Not just baseball, but life is good. Um, so let me ask you: This was your first uh, first ABCA, as we've established. Um, you were there in a in a variety of capacities, really. I mean, you were there as a coach. You were there as a first timer. You were there as a trainer. You were there as an assistant to the guys at the rope trainer. Give me your initial thoughts when you walked in and saw the place for the first time, and I'm talking about the vendor room. Yeah, I mean it's it's uh, pretty impressive to say the least. Um, you know, I, with, with some of the experiences and, and working on affiliations on my end with the uh, Dirtbag Baseball Nation, you know, it was kind of funny to walk around the corner and, of course, get smacked right in the face basically by uh, Rawlings and and your traditional and marquee uh, sponsors, if you will. But, but, you know, once you go behind that and, and you get into the depth of, of the people and just actually even being able to, like you're saying, through social media and everything, to be able to see the, the different people that are out there in the industry and then actually get to see them and talk to them face-to-face and, and meet with them. And it, it's exciting. It, it's fun to put, you know, recognition and face-to-face and all that stuff together and then start talking about, just what it is and what they what their little niche in the market is, I guess. So 
yeah, it was super, super exciting. You know, um, for me, I mean, a, a guy like yourself is has a just a you know unquenchable thirst for knowledge, and that's why I love you to death. Um, most people that do it right have the same thing. What I think is interesting and what I learned real quick was if you're at all involved in this, and I mentioned earlier in the show how important social media can be if you use it correctly. Now, we all know that social media can be a bad thing as well. Um, unfortunately, for kids, it can be an awful thing. Um, well, it can be an awful thing for adults, too. But um, the one thing that I find interesting is, is that for me, I mean, I think about myself and how knee-deep I am in this, you know, as a result of my history of coaching. Uh, where my kids are at in this game today as they get older, and then the show, right, and what I am trying to accomplish through the show. So I consider myself to be as knee-deep in the social media aspect of trying to learn through it as, as anybody, not as good, not better, not anything, just, again, wanting to learn and, and intrigued, right? Um, what I think is really cool about ABCA is all these guys that I would consider to be, quote-unquote, major influencers within the game whether it be an eight-year-old or, an, or a 20-year-old or a guy making a million dollars a day uh, are all there. So, like, if, you, or if you're intrigued by the things that you see from Kyle Bodie from Driveline Baseball, he's there. If you're intrigued by the new stuff from King of the Hill, they're there. To your point, if you want to see what's new and exciting with Rawlings, they're there. The, some of the newest things that people can't get enough of, hit tracks, they're there. You can use this stuff. You can try it. You can do it. I mean, everything from the newest batting gloves to the newest. Our friend Pete Tucci had a nice booth set up as Tucci becomes, you know, a, a very big brand name in the world of, of well-constructed wooden bats. Um, I, I just I, I could go on and on and on, you know, uh, just all. But most importantly, and this is what I think is interesting, and, and this is what I'm curious to get your take on. I think everybody goes there and they come away with one thing for me. The very first thing that I noticed now, for me, I, I you know my kids have been knee deep in it and have been fortunate to be around a guy like Rick Strickland and the St. Louis Pirates who have been a, a ahead of their time with some cutting edge technology. Everybody also knows I'm good friends with Justin Stone from EliteBaseball.tv out of Chicago. I would say Justin was really ahead of the ahead of the game with 3D analysis and video analysis, as that was kind of how he made a name for himself with major league clubs, right? So. Um, and his ability to do so and use it properly. So I was kind of already like, I already felt like I was ahead of the game a little bit because I was aware of this stuff. I had seen it. I knew guys that were using it. Not only did I know guys that were using it, they were doing new things with it. Things so new and so well that major league clubs were saying, we want you to come in and do this for us, right? So I felt like, man, I got a good handle on this. Well, when I went to my first ABCA, the one thing I realized was, I had no idea how much new age technology there is out there involved in something that at nine years old we consider to be simple, and that is swinging a baseball bat or throwing a baseball. For you yourself, am I off base here at all? No, you're you're right on. It's uh, it's just it's fun and it's exciting, um, but it is. You're right. It, it's it's overwhelming and and unexpected. It's you know, you do, you need to get out there. Cause you sit there and like you said, you think you're staying on top of it with social media and you got your thumb on the pulse, so to speak. And it's amazing how many just little things get, uh, get left by the wayside. Um, what was it? There was G form baseball out of Massachusetts, uh, had a nice corner booth there. And, and so what they're doing is that, uh, super protective stuff. And, you know, it's nice to have the Red Sox of 
quote-unquote affiliation close by or whatever to try it at the pro level. But really, it's it's safety gear for uh, for youth baseball players, and it is it's exciting to watch them grow out. Um, there was there was one guy I can't pull the uh, name of the company right now, Excel I think it was, and and they were actually a military base uh, product design that was getting into the hats, the, the protective hats that they're talking about right now. It's been on the kind of the back burner, four burner from time to time over the last two, three years for pitchers and one thing, thing and another like that. But also uh, talking to them, they're, they're branching out to uh, catcher's equipment, which, which makes total sense, man. You're talking about the tools of ignorance. Um, <laughs> you better have some great quality, uh, but, but off the charge stuff that the military people are wearing and now they're, including that and making integrating it with the baseball world. So it's, it's just fun to sit there and walk around and just kind of shake your head and say, man, this, this is cool to be a part of this. You know, and and where, where's the fit and where's the niche? Well, you know, it was interesting for you to say that. I'm actually going to have those guys on. I had a great conversation with them down there. Um, you realize real quick that while uh, – how do I say this? Yeah, I, I, I'm not like I'm not going to be one of these guys that's going to get like crazy. Like, I don't know that you can do like I don't know what that you can do everything to protect a kid from taking a baseball here or taking a baseball there. But these guys have taken it to another level of like there are there are things that are silly that we're not doing to protect kids that make no sense for us not to do it. So I thought yeah. it was interesting. They're not cumbersome. They're not this. They're not that. The truth of the matter is these are things that can be done, quite honestly, simply done, and can be used properly, um, and, and they're, they're doing some great things. So we're actually going to have them on a show. I had talked to them. There were some other neat things that weren't – like I thought one of, the neat, one of the neatest things there was the booth for the, for the smokeless tobacco for – the, for the non-smokeless tobacco stuff – to send that message to young kids everywhere that here's something else you can put in your mouth besides tobacco. Okay. I mean, so there's everything there you can imagine. Um, For you personally, what's give me one booth, one thing, something that kind of stood out to you, both as a coach and a trainer. Um, the one that I was really intrigued with, uh, that I've been working on behind the scenes for about eight months was, uh, Rich Dunno and, uh, King of the Hill. Um, cause again, that's, that's my really true passion is, is the, uh, pitching and, uh, pitching development and, and arm throwing health. And as you're aware, why would I not be affiliated with, uh, the world trainer if I wasn't, but. Rich and I had done a lot of talking and com- conversing and stuff like that. And I hadn't been able to get my hands on the product. So. I was really excited about uh, getting to see him, getting to talk to him face to face, so on and so forth. But a lot, a lot like yourself in that we had spent a year uh, meeting or talking and doing this type of stuff, but never meeting face to face. So that was exciting as well. But to follow it up was the fact that now they're in with Top Velocity and and Big League Edge and the whole package of the whole unit of their uh, booth and the integration of of King of the Hill which is a, a ground force um, platform and, and, and training to use your lower half uh, program for all the listeners that aren't, aren't aware of it. And then adding in the um, top velocity belt, the, the boy strapped me into that. And I'm telling you what, like, wow, it, 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 it just threw, blew me away. Um, 
blew me away personally, but then it blew, blew my mind away of, of how do I integrate that and what age groups do I really start integrating it with? And but just the whole fact that they get it. They're, they're, yes, they're individual products, but, you know, separate, they're only one piece, but together they're, they're really, they're a movement. They're, they're creating a total package. So it was really cool. And I was able to bring them over to the rope trainer, uh, you know, Earl and uh, the rest of the team. And, and say, hey, you know what? You've got the lower half really figured out and, and taken care of. I'd like to introduce you to the uh, upper half throwing uh, aid and training aid. And, and so I think we've got a fit. So that was really exciting to put that together and, and mesh those pieces. And, and just they were cool guys. They were just like yourself, just like myself, passionate. Um, they were truly caring about it. They weren't just promoting and trying to sell a product and then see it later. We don't want to have anything to do with you. Um, you know, if, if you don't know Rich and you haven't looked at King of the Hell, for God's sakes, that, that guy deserves everything he gets. He's personally out there on the pavement and, and spring training to colleges to everything himself and, and grinding it, grinding and grinding it. I mean, that's that's passion about believing in something that you have that can make it make a difference in this game. And, it, and it, he's getting traction. I mean, the, those pro programs are buying in now and they're getting the use of it not only on the pitching side of things, but also on the hitting side of things. So that was one that really, really meant a lot to me. And then, like you said, uh, second, I guess, would be uh, exactly our, our good friend Pete uh, with Tucci Lumber was, uh, you know, it, it was cool to see Pete because he was able to now, out of the respect, I think, for his company, affiliate with the Axbat. Uh, yeah, that, I like that, too. That was an interesting conversation I had with Pete Tucci, and we'll get into Go ahead, you finish, and then I'll get into my thoughts on it. Well, just just the fact that, uh, you know, there's a company that could, uh, you know, geez, <laughs> you never you, you never really corner the market, but, boy, they're getting a lot of traction and a lot of validation, a lot of data, and, and, and all that stuff that validates everything, right, in the product. And, and, you know, to be able to reach out and affiliate and license with uh, Pete to do it at the pro level and be able to do the axe handle part of it, that's, that's got to be exciting, man. Those are great stories. I love, I love seeing that. I love being a part of that and, and, and so happy for the people that have grounded out in their backyard, in their basement, or wherever to do these types of uh, products and start from ground zero and then finally be it in that respect, uh, you know, regionally, nationally, internationally. That, that's awesome. Well, think of, I, I'm glad you brought up the axe bat, and uh, and I'm glad you brought up our now mutual friend Pete Tucci. Number one, what an awesome guy! What an awesome guy! I mean, you know, um, you know, former player himself, obviously. I, you know, I, just a gracious guy that really enjoys just talking about baseball, and 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 obviously he has his company, and he's striving to be the best at what he does and provide an unbelievable product. You know, when the axe handle thing came up, we we talked a little bit about it, and basically its role and where he wants to go for his own uh, bats, which are, if you've ever used a Tucci bat, and let me tell you this, and he and I kind of talked about this a little bit, and you and I did too, you know, wh- what is the market for the for the wood bat? Well, obviously the pro level, obviously the collegiate wooden bat leagues, and you. But but what what I was telling him was, and I don't, and again, I I don't, I'm not here to tell the man his business at all, but. What you see, and I know I do, and I, you know, and I'll throw it at you, Kirk, or any listener out there. But I've been in, in a lot of uh, training facilities, and I don't. I mean, I see kids of all ages, and that's all they swing when practicing anymore is wood bats. And 
make no mistake about this, folks, and this is no disrespect to any other company, but a wood bat is much like other things in life. You get what you pay for. So if you want to look at the price tag of a Chandler, a, a Tucci, uh, a, a, a good Marucci, you know, a, 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 an old Hickory, a Max bat, some of these great bats. If you want to look at the price tag and go, holy cow, I'm not spending that on a wood bat. It's going to break. By all means, then think that. But I assure you this, as I sit here today, you try to go cheap on a wood bat and you are going to have a shatter bat on your hands very quickly. I promise you that. Now, I'm not here to promise you that your other one won't break, but I'll use my own son as an example. Uh, he's never broken a wood bat. Never. And he's not a great hitter and doesn't have some great swing. Now, you catch one off the end trying to pull a slider. You get buried in on something, and you're going to break it. But all the mishits that break normal bats, these new bats, they don't break that way. And to listen to him talk, and he has this quality product, and you know, I hope he understands that this new generation of young baseball player wants to swing wood bats because they feel that that gives them an advantage so that they understand how to swing the bat properly. Because, folks, I'm telling you as I sit here today, if you want some good feedback for how well you're swinging a bat, swing a wood bat versus an aluminum bat. Okay, watch these kids get in these cages with these aluminum bats and, and swing away and never have an issue and then put a wooden bat in their hand and watch them hit a couple of balls and jump out of the cage because they can't feel their hands. That'll tell you real quick they got an issue, okay? Variety of reasons why, but the interesting thing was the axe thing. And I was going to tell you, Kirk, I, I don't know if you remember or not, but, I mean, the axe thing's kind of been around for a while. It was kind of gimmicky like 20-something years ago. And then it kind of went away, and then you'd see it every now and again. And, man, I can't remember who endorsed one. It might have been Don Mattingly or somebody. But they've been around for a while. But I think in this day and age, what's happened is, and really, let's face it, we just talked earlier about social media. We've talked about influencers. We've talked about things like this. What's happened is, is that some really good players have decided, I like it. But more importantly, for the consumer and for the trainer, what do we have now? What we have now is data that says, hey, not only does it feel good, but we're seeing noticeable data that the player is performing better with it. Now, some people can say, well, it's confidence, which confidence is a big thing. I don't care what it is, though, but that's not necessarily true either. They have a lot of data now that shows that that's the way the bat should sit in your hand. Your hand doesn't want to go around the barrel like that. It wants to sit there like that. So, again, variety of reasons, but something as interesting as the axe handle, which used to be kind of gimmicky, has now turned into something where, like most things, we now have data saying, hey, it's a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, that's the great thing about the data, right? Like, yeah, I mean, well, I mean we, we talked about it uh, during, uh, during the show, you and yourself, and, you know, it, it just – puts a stamp of validation on it, right? And and the general population's getting educated enough to realize that's one of the questions they ask. Do you have data on it? Um, uh, almost everybody that came by the uh, booth with the uh, rope trainer, that was brought up at some point during the conversation. Do you have it? And we had sheets there uh, routinely that, that had the data that they uh, used. They used a guy by the name of PB Baseball out of uh, Atlanta. And... Uh, and then he did it last summer against the towel and uh, against the baseball and just to get that true validation. And uh, that's what I talked about on the rope report from uh, time to time. You know, they do have the data now that it says it is using the rope does create less stress on the arm, does create better extension, does create better follow through and overall arm health. 
And, and so, you know, at the end of the day, it's marketing, obviously, is, is so much as McDonald's started years ago. And, uh, you know, it just that's the reality of it. But then now people are smart enough to say, yeah, you got your data. Um, another booth that was interesting to me um, was uh, B45. And they, uh, that's Eric Gagne was one of the uh, owners on that group. And uh, they have uh, Car- Carlos Gonzalez, uh, the Rockies, uh, using it, uh, using the bad end. And, and they got into yellow birch. And I thought, oh, geez, that's something I haven't heard of a lot. And uh, so I started reading the data that they had on it. And, and it's pretty interesting, you know, the elasticity and the breakability. And so you talk about exactly another uh, company that's right there with the big boys. There's another one that I would recommend um, using because, you know, they've done the data and they've proven it. It's not just about a, a bunch of pro guys that uh, or a couple of pro guys that uh, have ownership in something. They've done the work necessary to, to prove and validate why they're making a the bat they're making. And, uh, you know, it, it, good for them. But if you're a startup, uh, <laughs> you're right. In this day and age, you have to have the data to back it up um, in order to validate why you're why you should be in the game. Yeah, you know, again, there's so many, and and again, you know, let's not discount. There was neat stuff there too, like like new hats and and new styles of batting gloves and protective gear. I mean, Evo Shield always does of skills as they're doing their trainer things. Um, and, and again, a lot of this depends on who you are. If you're a if if you're a a, a team manager or a team mom or a young guy or even an, an older or a young guy a young guy's uh, coach or or a prep age. Tons of different experiences and things like that. Obviously, my good friends from Ripken, Joe Marinaro and his crew were there. Um, met some new people that have some experiences uh, across the country that you can take your team to, places you can go and stay for a week. So all that kind of stuff is there as well, right? Different kinds of un- – all the companies are there with their uniforms and their gloves and their bats. All great stuff. Number one thing for me, and again, I'm a big I, – I, I love this kind of stuff, but – I mentioned earlier that, like I said, I've been fortunate to have my kid involved with guys like Justin Stone from EliteBaseball.tv, Rick Strickland from St. Louis uh, Pirates. And again, I'm not I'm not discounting anybody else that does this stuff. Those are just the two that I'm more familiar with, right? So I know there's other people out there doing great things. I've interviewed some of the best hitting coaches in the country and greatest programs in the country on my show. I know there's more than just these two guys doing it. There's more than just these ties two guys doing it locally here in St. Louis that I think do a, a great job. But again, these are the ones I know the most and I'm more comfortable saying, yeah, I believe in them. That being said, the thing that impresses me most anymore is we look at a time where, and as I discussed this about Justin Stone earlier, he made a name for himself by being able to use slow motion video and utilize it in training. Okay, so now as that has evolved over time, it just makes sense, right? The swing happens so fast and there's so much going on and you only have two eyes and everything's going so fast. How do you see everything? How do you make corrections? So it makes sense, right? It just stands to reason. Well, even with video, and I've talked to Justin about this for a few years, and he saw it coming. You can't, like, there are things you can see, but what you don't know is intent and things like that in the body. Well, guess what they've done, folks? And you knew this was coming. You started seeing this years ago with other sports and things like that. I mean, they make these suits now where these kids put them on and they have these these sensors on them and they get these 3D motion analysis of kids' swings. And they can, I mean, they just did it with my kid the other day at his training. They put this jacket on him, this, this thing, and they basically were to find what had been a flaw in his swing because he was internally rotating his hips 45 degrees, which made him late. Something you would never see that fast on anything. His body tilt, things like this, it's all on this computer screen. And it is the coolest stuff you've ever seen. Now, again, 
the kids got to be able to take the information and make the adjustments and do these things. But for even the best trainers to have this information so that you can then in turn help the kid, to me, is nothing short of amazing. Yeah, big time. I mean, I, I laugh when you talk about it now because a lot of it started with the pictures and that. But but I think I think really the first time I remember seeing it was Mark Pryor when he came out of uh, college to the Cubbies and uh, what I think it was Nike of all things to to start doing the uh, integration and stuff. I, that's the first time I recall seeing it and that. And I think it was it was on product design, apparel design, stuff like that. How it would work and the wicking and everything else with the body and stuff. But they, they figured at the time, my prior was the cleanest mechanically. And so I, I remember seeing it, but now exactly. I mean, it's just the evolution of it. And, and the great thing with, with the masses is obviously then your costing comes down. Now that type of stuff is still very expensive to the average person, but the bottom line is we're getting there and with, with technology and apps and, smart people everywhere that can figure that stuff out. I can't, but, but I love looking at it and being a part of it. Um, it's getting affordable for everybody. So again, again, it's the, the bottom line is the education. Um, now the one thing that uh, still sticks out to me and that I talk about so much on that rope report again is, uh, you know, there was a guy like Ken Revisa that was there and he was one of the first uh, mental guys, uh, mindset guys way back in the nineties, eighties. Um, but we're still not seeing a whole lot of that uh, in, in the mainstream. So, again, we, we stay on that, uh, dead bags, um, just because we know it's, it's an absolute must inclusion. And so, you know, obviously it's not a product and, and it's, it's a different thing out there, but you still don't see it and you still don't hear it. Um, and they still don't have a lot of even with the speakers that were there, it was a lot of mechanical. It didn't matter whether it was pitching, throwing, fielding, whatever it was, it was more of the mechanical part of it. Right. And, and like I said, I get it. I get why they do it because it's easy to talk about. You have your philosophy, you sell your philosophy, whatever it is. Um, and there's really no emotional attachment uh, involved. Um, so if a player fails, it's just easy to say, well, you didn't work hard enough. You didn't try hard enough, but, that's not that's not the real answer. It's it's that you know they didn't understand. If you really get with that player and can talk with them in a trusted atmosphere, that's what's going to come out eventually. It wasn't that they didn't have the support as far as physical development. It was that they didn't have the mindset and the understanding and the training or or anything to to put the complete integrate the mind and the body together to become a complete player. And that's why you even see it so often uh, in the in the minor leagues and the pros. Like it's still a a big issue for me and a big culture uh, opportunity that we've got to change. We've got to change that and start integrating that importance of the mindset uh, with the physical training of the products that are designed out there and everything like that. So um, that was the one, one takeaway I'd say, if you're going to improve on it, uh, you know, try to reach out to those people out there or identify the people that are out there and, and get that included in it as well. So you're starting to integrate and, and, and develop that complete player. Cause like you just said with your own son, right? Um, it's nice having that, that information, but if you don't understand what it means or how to correct it or, or, or why you have to correct it and somebody just tells you, you don't really understand it. Right. Yeah. But if somebody can sit, make it make sense. Now you're going to be fully trusted and fully willing to do it. Right. For sure. And, and, you know, and again, we, you know, we're kind of, We've kind of been harping on 
the vendor portion of this. Make no mistake about this. The stuff that we're talking about too, where, you know, at the end of the day, anything you do in this, I mean, ultimately, what are we trying to do? We're trying to get better, right? Whether it's us trying to get better, trying to help whether our players, our children, whoever it is, right? Um, they also do an unbelievable job of, and this is what I think is neat. They put together a list of some of the most amazing coaches, trainers, and things like that, that, you know, speak to you and you can attend any of these you want. And they do breakout sessions and then they have youth sessions over here and training sessions over here. So you can go down there and hear from really, you'll, I mean, you, there's no telling who you'll hear from. But what is amazing, yeah. too, is that these vendors, a lot of them, like I said, are some of the most important influencers that are making strides within the training aspect and the understanding aspect of baseball. And, I mean, literally, you can walk up to their booth and talk to any of them in one room, one place. So, again, I, you know, I, I, I don't tell anybody what to do. I don't tell anybody what you have to do. But, but I believe this in my heart. If you truly, truly, truly want to be good at this. If you truly want to take it serious, I think you got to go to one. I think you got to go to one. You know, find one that's near home. Try to find it within your budget if you can. I'm telling you, it'll change your life. I mean, I say it all the time. I felt like I was pretty in tune with a lot of things before I went to my first one. And when I got down there, I realized how uninformed, uneducated, and unskilled I was compared to what I needed to be. Now, that may be me being harsh on myself because I felt like I've always done a good job, no doubt. Like, even when I was not doing things the right way, I still felt like I did it for the right reasons. But the truth is, at the end of the day, I say it all the time, you never know what influence you're going to have over a kid. For some kids, it may be strictly on the field. For some kids, it may be off the field. For a variety of reasons... For a variety of reasons, okay, people are coaches and how seriously they take that and in what realm they perform in is everything to some kid somewhere or some parent somewhere. So you owe it to yourself and them to try to be the best at it you can be. Now, again, I'm not telling anybody what they have to do, but, you know, Kirk, this was your first one. Can you see yourself missing one going forward? I'm hoping not. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it was good to finally get there. Cause again, yeah, I agree with you, Jim. Uh, I've been wanting to go for years. It just, uh, with, with our schedule or for whatever reason, a lot of times we were already started with our winter program. So I couldn't make it down, but now it's like, you know what? I'm going to make sure that I, I, I have that weekend open. That's, that's an important part of it. And you know, your our listeners on here, but as well as, uh, my own, my own hands-on people that I work with here, um, they'll respect that. They'll, they'll see the difference in it. Um, I brought a King of the Hill home uh, and, and that, and so I got my throwers on it already and using it. And so they're like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then and, and they, can, they can relate why it was important. To, you know, yes, we missed one day of, of training, but, man, it's worth it because I know that, that – Kirk is pretty analytical in, in, in people that uh, companies that he affiliates with and stuff like that. So if he brings it back, it, it, it's a good product. It's not a, just a, a gimmick, like you were saying, or just another fly by the seat of your pants, whatever it is, uh, a buzzword, uh, you know, hey, look at us. We look great. No, 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 no. If it's not going to help us, it, we're not, it's not in the uh, dirtbag uh, realm. So 
exactly right. And, and plus the fact that this year was in Indianapolis, so we were laughing, you know, a little bit cold, wintry. Uh, but, you know, as you know, and next year I think it's in Dallas. So that's exciting. Yeah. That's, a, that's a beautiful place to go to. And uh, I definitely want to go to the Nashville one because anybody and everybody from my, my former coaches at college to everybody says you have to go to that one. That Nashville puts on an unbelievable show. So just, just even see the town and the atmosphere and, and, and the fact of meeting up with yourself um, and, and picking brains and really, really being able to identify what, what do we want to do for the upcoming season for our listeners and stuff like that. That was ex- exciting. I was, I was pumped about that, Jim. Um, you know, to meet you face-to-face, but also to really sit down and, you know, hammer out our vision for what we want to do moving forward and, and how we can drive the bus, so to speak. And, you know, hey, I'm, I'm fired up just reliving, reliving the meeting even. Right. Yeah. yeah no. I think tremendous stuff. I mean, and that's the thing that you can't even you know you cannot even um, put it into words. Sometimes the difference it can make and the fun too. Like like I, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, it is fun. It is exciting to be around it and to see things. And it is you are if you love baseball, you can find yourself with a little bit of that a uh, little bit of that Christmas morning feeling. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. It is. That's, yeah, just like the kid running down the stairs to see what's under the tree, what Santa left him. Yeah, great, great analogy. You know, um, I'm going to, before I let you go, because we're going to hear from you in a second here with your uh, weekly rope report. Um, as I head into that, I always mention our friends from the rope report because they are such a big part of the program and, and helping me uh, do the program, really, with their with their commitment. Um <laughs> I got to give a gratuitous, uh, and, and you were there, no doubt about it. Um, one of my funnest members of this convention. I say this all the time when talking to people about the rope trainer, and quite frankly, I let's not do let let's not like hide or shatter or, or just sweep something under the rug. Most people that see the rope trainer that for whatever reason say, "Nah, I'm not interested." Most of the time, it's what reason. I'll just do the I'll just do the towel drill. Would you not agree that typically the people that see the rope trainer that say I'm not interested, it's because they're like, well, I'll just do the towel drill. Would you not agree with that? Yeah. Okay. You'll hear me talking about the rope. Yeah. But sure. and you know okay. where I'm going. This was a great story. Great story. And I think were you not the one that was friends with the older gentleman that came to the booth? He had coached, or was it Earl that was friends with him? He had co- his uh, he he coached. Um, he was an older guy. He was a pitching coach, and he a bunch of guys in the major league. This guy was, you know, uh, what was his yeah. name? Do you remember his, his name? Son a, his son was a major leaguer. We won't use a name, but, yeah, okay. his son was a major Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And he had coached so many people over the years. And, I mean, you know, you talk about – and, again, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because we think of things as new age, right? Like, we think of all this stuff as new age. We think of old school guys going, I don't need any of that crap, whatever, right? Like, And the rope trainer is a good example. You would think there would be some old guys going, I'll just – I've been doing the rope trainer since 1963. It's worked for me then and it worked for me now, right? That's where I'm going with this. So this guy comes yeah. in, and he's looking at it, and he's intrigued. He's talking to you guys. And without any prodding at all, the first thing he says is, I'll tell you what, every time one of these kids grabs a towel and starts doing a rope trainer, I want to say, get that blankety-blankety-blank thing out of my training facility. You're going to hurt your arm using that thing. And 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 we all kind of looked at him like that was the complete opposite of we, what we thought would come from that. And I'll use the word demographic, right? The older coach that's been doing it for 50 years, 
right? Yeah. And he goes, That's right. I've been telling people for years that, that when you grab that towel, you pancake that ball. And everyone that does yep. that darn towel drill, then when they start pitching, I got to stop them from pancaking that ball because they're holding it like a towel. He goes, I've been waiting for that. that I mean, it was priceless. Because, and I say yeah. this all the time, when I first met Earl and I met John Smoltz and I met Chris Verna um, at the first convention when they decided they wanted to be a part of Youth Baseball Talk, I say it all the time. I'm happy to have people be a part of the show. If something is fundamentally against what I believe in, I don't care if they want to sponsor me or not. I can't do it, right? Now, products are products and things are like that. That being said, I'm also a 17-year Anheuser-Busch guy, right? Marketing, all that kind of stuff. So I remember sitting in on the thing when John Smoltz was talking, and he brought up the towel drill. So the very first thing I wrote down was, okay, if this product is so great and it's 50 bucks or whatever it is, why can't I just use a towel? And they answered the question immediately. So... It's one thing for somebody to say, don't do the towel drill, do this, because it's our product. It's another thing for a guy that you think would say the complete opposite to come up and basically without, and, and I can promise you, as much as this guy was great and love him and the whole bit, he probably had zero interest in hearing any analytical data as to why the towel drill's bad. He coached for 50 years and can tell you what he saw and why the towel drill was bad. And that was because, in his mind, the majority of the kids that used it, he had to stop them from pancaking baseballs because they held it like a towel. So my point is, it is amazing how when we actually get down and dirty with things and use them, we can see the pros and the cons of them. And that's what I love about where we're at in today's game is that people are taking things, and while they may work and they may help and they may have data, they're constantly getting better. And that's what I think is awesome, um, to your point. And, and I compared the rope to some other things that I had worked with in my life. And I won't mention them on the show because they're products for people that are over the age of 21. But sometimes you've got to put something in somebody's hand and let them feel it for them to understand what it really is. And that was the most impressive thing about uh, your guys' booth down there for the rope. So, again, great stuff from Earl, great stuff from you down there. I was really, really happy for all the connections that, uh, that, that all you guys made. And, again, big things happening in 2018 for the rope. I know that you're going to keep us up to date, and, of course, we're going to have some guests on that are affiliates and things like that. But uh, as the rope keeps making its way into bullpens and, and, and training uh, buildings all over the country. Uh, great things are ahead, no doubt. And of course, with you on board, uh, I look for uh, an amazing 2018. Thank you very much. And uh, just working off of that, uh, Jim, I just want to give a quick uh, shout out and uh, good luck to any of the listeners who had uh, filled in for the contest that uh, you'll be drawing later on tonight. Yep, we'll have it next um, week for everybody. Sure will. Yep, we'll have it next week for everybody. Yeah, that's awesome for everybody and uh, exciting to say the least. So, but no, it is. It is. I'm. Uh, I'm pumped to be with you and and looking forward to, you know, just being out there. And like I said, if you have questions out for any of you out there, get in touch with us. Get in touch with us. Reach out to us so we can help answer them. That's that's what we're here to do, and that's what we want to do. That's what we love doing. So, you know, like we say with dirtbags, you know, get up, get after it, and get dirty. Every day. Every day. Every day, my friend. Well, we're going to hear from you now on your segment. I look forward to staying in touch with you, and I appreciate you coming on and giving me your thoughts from your first ABCA. Uh, enjoy your Canadian weather. I have no idea what you're dealing with right now, but at least it's warmed up here in the Midwest. 
sunshine and I'm going for a hike with my beautiful wife. Well, hey, you are a blessed man. Thanks so much for everything you do for, for Youth Baseball Talk and, of course, your contributions to the Rope Trainer. And thanks right back, Jim. All right, that is my man and yours, Kurt McNabb. You guys love him. You love hearing from him each and every week. You can hear the enthusiasm and the dedication in his voice. As I always say, my friends, uh, John Smoltz, uh, Earl Perrin, Chris Verna, couldn't have picked a better guy to bring you the Rope Report each and every week. Uh, remember the ropetrainer.com, as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. Check it out today. Let's go now to Kirk McNabb for his Dirtbag Baseball Nation Rope Report. Take it away, Kirk. Hey, Dirtbags. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Rope Report. As always, I'm Kirk McNabb of Dirtbag Baseball Nation, and I am the voice of the Rope Report here on Youth Baseball Talk. Last week, I was discussing why I'm so into building a great mindset in order to really, truly, and fully be able to have the best personal, mutual, team, and lifelong baseball experiences possible. This week, I'm going to follow up on the areas Jim and I spoke about on the main show, and that's building, sharing, and maintaining a culture. I know from years of experience, both positively and negatively, that culture can create sustainable success. It can also destroy any chances of success. We believe in our culture so much that we use the word dirtbag in our business name. Now we realize that people outside of baseball automatically stop paying attention as soon as they see or hear the name because of the mainstream impression of what a dirtbag is. We could have settled or given in to the naysayers and called it something nice like always having fun at all costs baseball nation, but then we would, have repre- we would have presented a culture that wasn't 100% what we believe in and that would have caused us to wake up every day doing something that we didn't want to do. Therefore, our culture would have ultimately ruined us because it would have been based on what we perceived others wanted, and that's wrong. What we've learned is that once we've had the chance to tell what a dirtbag is in relationship to baseball, every single person loves it respects it, understands it, and wants to be a part of it. Because then we go out and actually show them that we live it on and off the field. That's our culture, and we invite anyone in the world to be a part of it. But if you are a part of us, then you are held to a higher standard personally, as well as holding others who wear that dirtbag apparel and are part of the nation to these same standards. I want to share with you all some advice for creating your own culture whether you're a player, a coach, a parent, or representing an association. One, culture must be built on every level with every person who is personally involved. The overall number of people will vary from situation to situation, but everyone must be all in for it to succeed. Two, culture will be created by everyone. This means that everyone has to be encouraged and engaged to participate and be involved. Three, you must identify what you or you and your team believe in and why it's important. This is probably the biggest obstacle or stumbling block you will come across when building your culture. Do not proceed. Do not proceed until you have this figured out and agreed upon by everyone involved because ultimately you will fail if this isn't done. Four, your actions must represent your vision purpose, and beliefs so that everyone trusts you. Five, a successful culture is built, reinforced, valued, lived, and fought for 
when adversity strikes. Follow this advice and you will create a culture everyone wants to be a part of every day. This is one of the reasons I like being involved and believe in what the rope trainer can do for all baseball players. We all know that we continue to have a culture problem in regards to arm injuries and what causes them. Not everyone can agree to a solution, but at least we have a product that has proven data versus the towel drill, for example, that shows the rope trainer, if you use it properly, it reduces stress on your arm, builds strength, creates extension and follow-through during the throwing motion, which ends up in better arm health and better overall mechanics. So the question shouldn't be, why should I get the rope trainer? It should be, why am I not using the rope trainer? You can get yours by going to www.perfectpitchandthrow.com and be sure to enter Dirtbag, the number 5, that's Dirtbag, the number 5 at checkout, to let us know you heard about it here on the Rope Report. Thanks as always for listening, and please send us your questions and feedback to info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. That's info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. You have my guarantee that I personally will respond. Until next week, Dirtbags, let's get up, get after it, and get dirty. Really, really good stuff, of course. And again, um, you know, happy to have Kirk on the show this week. But of, uh, but more important to the content of the show and what I try to provide you guys, it is an absolute blessing to have Kirk McNabb on each and every week, uh, doing what he does best, and that is talking about this wonderful game of baseball and how it can affect your life. So make sure you check out theropetrainer.com and uh, also check out Dirtbag Baseball Nation and the things that uh, that Kirk's got going. He's a tremendous guy, and I really, really appreciate not only his his uh, contributions to the show, but uh, his friendship, because he's a tremendous, tremendous guy. Uh, another guy that you guys know that I talk about uh, in, in high regard is my good friend and yours now, Justin Stone. Uh, EliteBaseball.tv, the wonderful uh, uh, training program that you can find uh, on the web based out of Chicago, Illinois, and with all the great things Justin's doing. Um, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have him on a future show here to talk about some things he saw at the ABCA and how they're relating to the newest training that's going on. Uh, all the way from the lowest levels all the way to the highest. So, uh, again, he's a great uh, a great resource for information. But let's hear what he's got for us this week on his EliteBaseball.tv training tip of the week. Take it away, my friend. Thanks, Jim. Justin Stone here from EliteBaseball.tv. As I look back in the teaching year of 2017, recently I was on my computer and I was looking at some former speeches that I've done in clinics around the country. And some of them dated back to 2011, 2012. And I always like to go back and read these things and see how I've evolved as an instructor. You see, when you're in the cage every day and you're dealing with athletes on a day-to-day basis, sometimes you forget that you too as an instructor are always changing and always evolving. And it's not until you look back on some of your previous work. I went back to some videos I did in a White Sox uniform from you know, 2005 and 2006 and then saw these speeches I was giving in clinics in 2011 and 12. I was like, man, I really teach differently today than I did five years ago. And I really teach differently today than I did 10 years ago. And it's not that we were wrong. I hate to say that I've changed my philosophy because I don't think that's the case. It's that I've found better ways to say things. And what I feel like I've done in 2017 is I'm continuing to rewind in the body's processes to find out what makes up a really good swing pattern. 
And so I think back of what I did this year in my work, and I reflect now on what I'm going to in 2018 with, with my students, and I think one of the big summations that I got out of this year is build better athletes. And you've heard me say that a number of times on this podcast, is that we need to become athletic. We need to build the body. We need to challenge the body in movement patterns that are outside of baseball. Because building the holistic athlete is going to make the player better in understanding how their body functions, as well as creating faster and more explosive movement patterns that have more adjustability. So if you have a player that has more of an athletic background, you're going to make those adjustments quicker and quicker. As we go to older athletes, I'm going back to muscle biases, previous injuries, and ways that we can tailor and pattern mechanics specifically to what assets that athlete brings to the table. To say that there's one body pattern that fits all athletes is ludicrous. That there's one way to swing the bat is not going to work for every athlete. So if you have an instructor that's simply teaching, this is the swing, this is how we teach it, and we're using the same drills and body patterns to every athlete that comes into the door, you have an instructor that doesn't understand the human body. So what we're trying to do is look at what the human body brings to us and tailor our mechanics to them. But the point of the podcast is today that I'm ever growing as an instructor, and I feel like I'm a lot different now than I was five years previous, hopefully on the better side. And I know this year, with the more technology that we're integrating into the teaching setting, that I'm going to learn even more this past year than probably what I've learned in the past five, all put together. And I feel like I say that every year. It's like, man, I've learned more this year about the swing and the body than I have in the last five years put together. And then I look back at some of those original videos that I know Jim brought you on to me of when I was in a White Sox uniform and putting those things on YouTube. And, you know, for a long time I was going around to these clinics and people go, oh, that's, that's the YouTube guy. And I look at those videos and I say, man, I wouldn't say that today or I teach that much differently now than I was today. And if that means going back and saying, well, I'm better now or maybe I was wrong then because I hate to say that, I say I'm always evolving. But that to me is the sign of a good teacher and a quality coach. If I'm going to be a quality coach and people are looking at me for information, they're looking at me as one of the trendsetters in, in our industry of, hey, this is a guy's voice that is teaching a lot of people how to do things, then that is a huge responsibility for me. And the day that I stop going out on my own and researching and learning and finding, way, finding better ways to do things, I failed myself, and I failed my students, and I failed you, the listener. So as we go into 2018, you can bet that I will continue to be researching. We have some really exciting technology toys that are on the way to this facility here in the next week that I feel like I'm going to learn more in 2018 than I have in the past five. And I'm going to challenge you to do the same thing. Until next time, this is Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv. Come check us out on our members blog, which is why we film every week on what we're doing in the cage so you have the latest up-to-date information that you could possibly get on what goes through our movement patterns and what we're doing with our athletes on a weekly basis. Till next time, we'll see you on the field. Great stuff as always. And again, I can't, uh, I just can't tell uh, listeners how fortunate I am to have guys like Justin be a part of the show each and every week. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you learn a little something. And again, I would encourage you to check out EliteBaseball.tv. Uh, our newest partner and member is uh, is the the gentleman that you heard last week. A tremendous guy. 
uh, loves what he does, has the passion, and wants to share it with as many people that want to listen. And that's our good friend Dirk Dombrowski now from Precision Impact. I want to encourage everybody to check out precisionimpact.ca, the wonderful website where you can learn more about Precision Impact. Remember, they're very streamlined, automated business by outsourcing all of their warehousing and shipping to a third-party logistics company. This is what allows them to provide significantly better prices and warranty than their competition, and they don't sacrifice on the product quality. Remember, they got volume discounts if you find yourself in a training situation. They offer volume discounts for schools and colleges. If you're looking to fully stock a new gym team facility, let them know and they can help you out. Uh, don't forget, they got their coaches forum now. In 2018, they're building that community through Facebook and their YouTube channels. Check it out. All you got to do is Google our friends, Precision Impact. Let's hear what Dirk Dombrowski's got for us this week. I believe he's going to talk about what it takes to be a good teammate, and I'm, uh, I'm excited to listen to this one. Take it away, my friend. Hey, everybody. This is Dirk Dombrowski with Precision Impact, and today we're just going to talk a little bit about a topic that's pretty important to myself, and that is what it means to be a good teammate. Now, from a coaching standpoint, from a player standpoint, it's important to know a little bit about both roles. Now, if you're a coach, kind of coach some of these younger athletes to be good teammates, or if you're an athlete trying to become a better teammate, all these things are gonna be really important. Now, by definition, it's a fellow or current member of a team. Now, there's just so much more to that, to be honest. Now, we've got a small little list here. The list could go on and on and on, but we're gonna briefly touch on each topic and what it means to be a good teammate by being, for instance, respectful. Not only of yourself, your facility, your program, or your organization, but of the game itself, the umpires, the other team, or your team. Being respectful of the all-around game is something that I really, really hold dear to me. Competitive, it is just the foundation of what it means to compete or play a sport. You've gotta be competitive. You wanna have a goal set and trying to compete, not only against yourself and who you were yesterday, not even maybe competing against your own teammates, but definitely just having a sense of competition and being competitive overall. Coachable, you're gonna hear this especially uh, as you're growing up as an athlete and you're gonna use it a lot as a coach. I mean, athletes, you're looking for athletes that are coachable. You're looking for athletes that wanna grow, that wanna learn, that wanna get better. And those athletes are very valuable and you're gonna hold on to those athletes and probably really feel like they're listening and taking in everything that is you're coaching them. Uh, Being humble and optimistic, you know, you're going to have, you're going to find some success in your time and, and you're going to find some failures. And to be humble when you're, when you're achieving a lot of success is going to keep you really grounded when those failures happen. Not to be too high, not to be too low, but to be humble somewhere in between as consistent as you can. Being optimistic. There's going to be days as a coach, as a player, that you're going to, you're going to be down by a lot, that the things just don't seem to be going according to your initial plan. But when you remain optimistic, you're going to find that a lot of these characteristics don't disappear. Optimism is going to be a really valuable characteristic to a teammate and to a coach. That optimism, no matter what point in the game it is, is going to help bring you back to life a little bit. Definitely being dependable. I mean, that, that you, you don't sign up for something unless you're going to see it through the very end. So when a coach has you come onto a team, when you're a player playing for a team, when you can prove to them that you're a dependable coach, that you're a de- dependable player, those things go hand in hand. And then we can start forming a really good relationship when you can start depending on your other teammates, when you can start depending on your coach, and then you are a dependable teammate yourself passion uh, you've got to play the game with some passion you got to play it with some emotion because that's what's ultimately going to sometimes strike and build a lot of that confidence is by having some passion for the game that you're playing trusting you've got to be a trustworthy athlete and this this comes from a a friendship type of thing with the, with the teammates and, and players you're going to eventually build pretty positive relationships you've got to be trusting you've got to be able to see through see through uh, see things through and when you're a trusting athlete a lot of these other characteristics are going to fall into there uh, accountable 
I mean, there's going to be times where you might miss a sound, uh, miss a sign. There's going to be times where you're going to let um, a little bit of failure into your into your career. Now, you've got to be accountable for those mistakes, just as you've got to be accountable for some of your successes. And when you can start being accountable, you can actually start making adjustments a lot easier. Communicate. Communication happens on the field, off the field, at practice, in the middle of the games. And when you can really be a good communicator, you can start communicating to your fellow teammates on the field to make sure that maybe you know something they don't. And by communicating properly and effectively and really respectfully, you're gonna have you're gonna be able to be a good uh, leader on and off the field. Which brings us to the next one, which is being a leader and knowing when to be a bit of a follower. You know, if, if you know something, if you know this hitter really well and you're in the outfield and be trying to lead your outfield, you know, it's important to be able to follow instructions. It's also important to be able to give them. But there's got to be a time and a place and a bit of a give and push for that. Buying in. I mean, this is, this is something as, as a young athlete and as a coach, you've got to really try to instill buy-in. Right? I mean, when they're, if they're young and, and they're new to a program, they've got to really buy into the culture. They've got to buy into the, the strategies, the time, the, the, the way things move. And when you get a kid to really buy into a program, you're going to see them take off like never before. They've got to be unselfish. They, they can't be do, out there playing completely for themselves. Despite baseball being there being some elements uh, of an individual, it is a team game, hence teammate, which is what we're talking about today. You've got to be understanding of how to be unselfish. You see an opportunity to, for fame and glory, but the real play here is to roll over to the, this side, lay down a bunt. All these things, you've got to understand how important it is to be unselfish when you're playing with nine other people on the team, potentially 20 overall. Intensity, I mean, that, that's got to be if the, something that happens the second you step on the field. Maybe it's the second you even put your pants on, your baseball pants on in the morning. I mean, the intensity's got to be with you for the entire course of the day. Now, it can be really draining, but there's got to have strategies to be able to, to boost that intensity, whether it be playing off each other, having a really inspiring coach, or just loving the game that much and deriving it from your, some of your passion. Sacrifice. I mean, you're going to hear this a lot throughout your entire career and how important sacrifice is going to be, whether it be in the middle of the game, sacrificing your time to show up to practice, sacrifice your weekends for some of these games you're going to play, some of the travel. It's going to be really crucial that you understand just how much sacrifice is going to be involved. And when you sacrifice, there's going to be things in the future that you're going to get back, I assure you that. Now, body language. Some of the some of the elite level coaches, as you move up, you're gonna you're gonna realize just how valuable body language is. And that's on and off the field, at the plate, at the mound, all these other places. You've got to be able to be composed. You've got to be able to control your body language. Now I know it's difficult when intensity is a high, a passion's high, but when you can control your body language and be very composed, it's amazing just how you can turn one small failure maybe at the plate into the next coming next time coming up and finding a lot of success attitude and effort and they go hand in hand you're always going to hear these two terms used fairly fairly together and when you have a good attitude and a lot of effort to back it up you're going to be one of those players that are not only coachable respectful competitive i mean the attitude and effort uh, almost are the foundation of it all but i mean there's so much no more to at the same time execution in the, the, the game is comprised of executing things, the fundamentals, so simply. When you can learn to execute and not over overthink the game, but break it down to its simplest form, execution starts leading to a lot of success. Focus. Uh, I mean, that is one of the hardest things, especially from a from a youth standpoint, for them to remain focused from start to finish. Now, they, you've got to imply tactics or maybe energy, or you've got to really lead by example of staying focused on your task for a short period of time and then for the whole duration of the game. Focus is very crucial. And then we're coming up finally with vision. 
Now, vision is, is something that you can have at the beginning of the game of what you want to see out of yourself for that day. Vision maybe for the entire season, vision of maybe years to come. It's important as a teammate to have a bit of a vision and maybe even sharing your vision with other teammates and having a vision collectively maybe as a team, having a vision collectively maybe as a program or an organization. And when you have vision, you have an idea of where you want to go and you can build a bit of a plan to get there. Now, there's less is not complete. There are just so many more we can add to it. But for today, these are the ones that I really thought really appealed to me, something that I thought was very important. If you guys have any questions, comments, and concerns, any more comments or any characteristics that you'd like us to add to here and maybe talk a little bit about, or any comments about the video itself and some of the things we discussed, leave a comment down below or contact our email at precisionimpact.ca. Uh, be sure to check out some of our products, and we look forward to talking to you again. Hey, guys. Thanks for checking out our video. If you're a coach or athlete who wants to improve your game, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page so that you can stay up to date with the latest coaching tips, training techniques, and baseball information. Also, if you're looking for professional quality baseball training equipment, check out our website at precisionimpact.ca. We sell a variety of training tools such as plow balls, weighted baseballs, resistance bands, heavy hitting baseballs, and much more. Not only do we have the best prices and warranties, but we also have amazing customer service and free shipping for orders over $25. So come check us out at precisionimpact.ca and start making an impact in your baseball career. Great stuff, Dirk. You're a tremendous addition to the show. I know our listeners, the, the comments from our first week was they really appreciated your enthusiasm and, uh, and, and where you're at. Uh, with your training within this game of baseball and what you have to offer. So thank you so much. Special thanks again to PrecisionImpact.ca, uh, the wonderful company that uh, is, is making strides in how you get your stuff, uh, the availability for you to get the stuff that you use for your training. Uh, one of the things I want you to know about them, very very few products, okay, that gives them focus. They can dedicate more time in the design and the support for those. Uh, constructive criticism from customers is welcome. They will actually go back to their factories and come up with improvements when you guys say, hey, love this, might have a small issue with it. Stay in contact with them. Communication is key. It's what I always say. Again, that's our good friends and newest partners, precisionimpact.ca. Thanks, Dirk. Um, that'll do it for this week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Like I said, um, ABCA is such an important thing now, in my opinion, especially for my own growth within the game of baseball, but I hope everybody would take it serious and you know, even even those that that may not never get make a dime coaching, uh, welcome to the ranks. Is is that's my my lot in life, but it's important to me, and I want to get better at what I do, and uh, I want to be better on this show for everybody, and and try to accomplish what it is we set out from the beginning, and that was to maintain that coaches need to be coached. All coaches can get better. All trainers can get better. Please stay open-minded and learn. You can start with the ABCA. And the truth be told, you really don't even have to. I mean, I recommend you go, but they've got so much going on. Just check it out, abca.org. Great stuff as always. Special thanks again to all my weekly contributors. Could not do the show without my support staff, uh, Brian Crock and Andrew Allen here at lineupmedia.fm. Uh, special thanks again to Earl Perrin, John Smolsch, Chris Vern at theropetrainer.com. Of course, Dirk Dombrowski with uh, precisionimpact.ca. Uh, don't forget Kurt McNabb from the Rope Report, Dirtbag Baseball Nation, and my good friend and yours, Justin Stone from EliteBaseball.tv. Again, check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. Subscribe to the show. Shop through uh, Amazon there and just lend us a small hand with our uh, uh, um, production costs. Would greatly appreciate it. Find us on Twitter, at Podcast Baseball. Hit us up on Facebook by typing in Youth Baseball Talk. Like our page. Invite all your friends involved in this wonderful game to like the page as well. Youth Baseball Talk on Instagram. And, of course, lineupmedia.fm, the fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. For everybody here at Youth Baseball Talk, I say I'll see you on the field.
Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at podcastbaseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.